0: Hello and welcome to episode one of the With a Minute to Go podcast. I'm your host, Alfie. I'm joined today with my brother, Matt. Very excited to follow find- It's been a while of planning. Um, yeah, it should be a good one. Um, but before we do get into today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Tom and Chris from FPL Apprentices. Superb podcast, giving them a great insight into the world of FPL. Make sure you go and check them out on Spotify. So I'll just give you a quick rundown as to what this episode is looking like before we get into it. So we'll be looking at mainly the January transfer window for the Premier League, looking at uh, both the ins and outs of all the clubs from the league, and then giving our views on who did the best business and who didn't, and then sharing insight onto players to look out for for the coming weeks. So yeah, nice nice to have you on, Matt, for the first episode.
1: Yeah, it's good, uh, good to get going. Um we've had a lot of chats and over the last couple of weeks, uh what we can do, but yeah, good to finally get it up and going with the first episode.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Let's uh let's delve right into it then with the first team. So the way we're gonna be doing it is going through um by the current league standing. So we'll be starting with Man City and ending with Sheffield United. Um I think we'll, we'll alternate on this. I'll start with Man City, you go United and, and so on. Um so with City, the mo- the most thing i you know I've picked up on is there's there's no one really notable that's gone in and out of the club which is fair enough looking at their current uh perform and, and, and uh recent performances. I think they've looked good. Um there's been talk about them lacking a striker and I think they've proved that that theory to be a bit of a myth. Uh they've put quite a few goals past past quite a few different teams. So yeah, they're they're looking solid at the top. Uh the only real one I've picked out um a song to talk about is Patrick Roberts um who's gone to Derby um he's been he's been at Man City a while um talked up when he first arrived and hasn't done a great deal while he's been there um but yeah other than that not not much to talk about at Man City um yeah but I mean I mean it's fair enough like I said looking at their current form but um yeah I think I think we'll move swiftly on to uh, Manchester United
1: yeah, well, I, th- I think the the general theme of the January window is that, and I think this one for for sure is not a lot of money is is really spent. Mm-hmm. Um, Club clubs aren't really willing to uh, sort of outlay that sort of money in a January window mm-hmm. unless real necessary and and big injuries. And yep. you know, there's some clubs that we might talk we we'll talk about in a little while that do have that. But I think if you look just at Manchester City, you know, the, the only position you probably look at is is a centre forward and you know, Jesus isn't injured. He's just maybe not been starting. And I know, obviously, started in the week and, and got a goal. Um, you know, so it's still Agüero. I know he's got his injury problems, but mm. I mean that. Uh, yeah, I think the general theme we'll see through this through the January window. Um, you know, and, and same as years gone by, is that there's not really a lot of money spent. Mm. Having said that, Man United, um, their one in was Ahmed Diallo, who I'll be honest, I don't really know a lot about. Um, and they spent a lot of money, 40 mil. Um, and he, he's still only a teenager. Yeah. Um, I think he played in the under-23s just after he signed yeah. against Liverpool, scored two goals. Um, I think when it was finally announced, because I know it was sort of uh, it was talked a lot over the summer and they, I think they nearly got it done or did get it done, mm. uh, but it's obviously only just come to fruition now. Um, mm. You know, listen to Sky Sports News, a couple of um, pundits talking very highly of him, but um, without knowing a lot about him, um, you know, it'd be an interesting one. As I say, he's been talked up and 40 million is a lot of money, you mm. know, for anyone, let yeah, alone a, yep. a teenager um, coming from Syria Um Again, I'm not too sure on his record there. Has he played much out there? I'm not so sure. But, you know, I I don't envisage him being in the United team anytime soon. Um, But I think that slow transition and and that's where maybe the January window works. It gives him six months now Mm. to really Mm. build himself into English football and and settle down. It's, you know, I think people maybe don't realise that as much as, you know, moving to a new country is tough settling down. The fact that the restrictions we're under and, um, and the social side of football mm. um, has really changed. You, you can't uh, spend time with each other outside. You know, you know, you can't get to know your teammates as well. You can't do the social things in the training ground that you maybe would do. So, um, you know, that might be good for him mm. that he's here six months early and uh, he can get himself settled in. But uh, yeah, look, and I say Mainai going out, there's three main ones. Fossum Mensah's gone to Leverkusen. Um, it's a permanent one, I think. Uh yep again uh, not getting any game time mm. and you know that makes sense. uh Jesse Lingard going to West Ham on on loan again for him it's a game time thing and he's already had a you know a positive impact and I know we'll talk about that later. Mm. um you know I feel for him a little bit because again he's had a lot of off the field problems and which weren't necessarily known about to start with but have been sort of come to light in the last sort of couple of months. um you know it's It's sad to hear anyone going through that stuff, but if he can go to West Ham and and sort of rediscover some of the form, you know, uh, that he has shown in the past, you know, it wasn't so long ago he was in the England team scoring in the World Cup. So, um, you know, hopefully that loan move will do that for him. And then Marcus Rojo, another one, you know, out of favour. I'll be honest, I wasn't sure he was still at Man United. (laughs) Um, He's gone back to to Argentina to Boca Juniors. So, yeah, i say... I think it's a the current thing. We'll see throughout the uh, for all the clubs. There's not nothing really that big coming in. There's not a lot of money being spent. Um, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, echo your thoughts there on um, players like you know Amad Diallo. Like I said, I've you know not really seen too much of him. I I saw I think he scored a Penenka penalty against Liverpool in the in the 23s game, and, and that's about it from him. Um, it's another you know big investment from United which they're notorious for doing, with bringing in players like Pogba and Maguire, but obviously slightly more senior than him. But um, yeah, it'll be an interesting one to see how well he settles in. And then um, obviously the main other one we'll talk about, like like you've said later on, is, is Jesse Lingard. He's already got a couple of goals, so that's looking like a decent move for him straight away. But yeah, um, overall not too much at United. Um, yeah, let's let's move on to Liverpool now. So, Liverpool... Strange year for them because, they've, you know, they've not had too many centre-backs in. Um, and when they have, it's been an array of different partnerships, I can think. Off the top of my head, they've had, obviously, Fabinho in there has been a bit of a staple of the team after that Van Dijk injury at the back. Um, and Henderson's filled in there. They've had Reese Williams, um, who's been exposed of recent weeks. And then um, Nat Phillips as well. So they've really changed it around. Um and like we thought they would, they bought in some centre-backs. But probably not players you could say that you expected to see. Um, one being Ben Davis from Preston. Obviously, championship side. Um, yeah, you know, I can't say I've seen too much of him. I uh, can't say I've even heard of him. So, you know, what the Liverpool scouts have seen in him, then, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he'll prove that over the next few uh, weeks and months to the end of the year. And then um, the other one from Schalke who are bottom of the Bundesliga, um, so again, a strange one, is um, Ozan Kabak. Uh, and again, you know, don't <laughs> don't know a great deal about him. Um, so yeah, it's uh, interesting business from Liverpool. You know, maybe they've seen something that, that we don't know about, but looking at the, the current form from Schalke, I think I saw the other day they they played roughly, I think it was like 19 games and got like eight points. Um, so I'm not sure what, what Liverpool who are gunning for going for the league are looking at you know bringing that sort of sending back into the club. It's a strange one. It's it's obviously a short term thing. Which I guess is understandable but it's you know it's unlike Liverpool. They're used to bringing in players and developing them and, and looking at the future. So yeah it's a strange one. Um and then obviously out of Liverpool on loan is Minamino who really you know I haven't been too impressed with him when he's been playing but I, I think he hasn't he hasn't had too many chances in that first team um, I've you know I've seen a lot of people maybe while while Liverpool have, have sort of rested players like Salah and Mane calling for him to have a chance in the team but that hasn't arisen and he's got on loan to uh, Southampton and yeah I think I think uh, he wasn't involved in the squad the other day but his, his first game sort of associated with Southampton was the 9-0 against United so it's a nice little welcome from him for him. Um, but yeah, you know, it will be an interesting one to see how he goes. But other than that, Liverpool, with their last minute buys, have had quite a quite quiet window, really. Um, yeah, not not too much else to say on that. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the the Minamino, Minamino one's quite interesting. Um, you know, I think when he come in. You know, there's quite a lot of hype around him um, and he was going to come in and not necessarily be a, be a starter, but, you know, be a, be another option mm. to the to the mm. front three, which obviously last year were, were fantastic. You know, I think Jürgen Klopp's interview the other day, he was sort of said that he'd have liked to use him more. And one of the reasons they haven't, which I found was quite interesting, was that because they've been so depleted defensively by putting him in... Um, he was a another height, you know, defensive set piece mm. sort of uh, player that they wouldn't be able mm. to use for the fact yep. he's so small. So, you know, Jürgen said that sometimes that's sort of a, a reason behind mm. it. The two centre-half one baffles me, really. You know, live, if ever a side was going to go on the 1st of January and have a, a big centre-half ready or a big signing ready to announce it was Liverpool, they were mm. in desperate need then. Um, they probably still are now. Yeah. Um, the fact Joe Matic's now yeah. for the rest yeah. of the season... You know, Ben Davis and Kabak might prove me wrong, but I don't think either of them will play a lot of football between now and the end of the season. I think they're, again, more cover. Um, I don't think they're necessarily much better than than what Liverpool currently have. Um, You know, and and if they go and get a a centre-half in the summer, which you'd imagine they will, you know, why couldn't they have done that in January? I think they could have got an upgrade on Joe Gomez Mm. straight away an upgrade on Joel Matip, um, spend the money and have a have a partner for Virgil van Dijk for, for seasons mm. to come, but they haven't, mm. you know, so time will tell whether that's correct or not, you know, whether that's the right decision. But but yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah I think um, Yeah, I think like you said, that I haven't actually heard that about Jürgen Klopp what what you said about Minamino, but thinking about it, that that probably makes sense. Um another one, you know, that would have come in and and rotated, rotated a lot more, you know, haven't you know without without the amount of injuries that they had. So yeah, interesting one. And when he was at Salzburg, there was a lot of hype around. Play he had with players like Haaland, who's gone on and, and done very well at Dortmund. Um, but yeah, he's yeah not not been given the opportunity, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to Leicester now. They haven't done too much. All of all I've written down here for them is two players that have that have left the club
1: um yeah we to Mar- tamari gray i mean strange not not strange that he's gone i guess but you know burst onto the scene come coming from from birmingham um and did well at leicester mm. to start with you know he wasn't necessarily a regular starter but only young i mean he's, he's still only 24 feels like he's been around mm. quite a while he's been at leicester for sort of four years um you know, but as we're seeing as a as a trend with a lot of the young young players going abroad and mm. to Germany, um, to get an opportunity to play him play week in, week out, and that's again, you know, no player will be wanting anything mm. more than that. So, um, you know, for him I think it's a great yeah. opportunity. If he's not gonna play at Leicester and he doesn't you know, he hasn't been playing at Leicester mm. this season. So yeah, it's a great definitely. opportunity for him to go. Um and then Sillamani uh, left who I'll be honest I didn't know was still at Leicester um, again I think I think he's had a couple of loans has he Or uh, yeah so I'm not really sure about that one but he's gone to Leon. Mm. so um, again Leicester have got two forwards um, who you'd hang your hat on yep um, in in Vardy, obviously he's injured at the minute, but and uh Ianacho, who's um, scored scored at Fulham in the week, I think. Yep. Yep. Um, so you know, say so Cilimani's had had three loan spells since he's been at Leicester. He's gone been at Newcastle and then in Turkey and and in mm-hmm. France. So obviously wasn't a flavour with with many of the managers, and and no different with Brendan Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I think. I think he's another one of those players that came in just after their 15-16 campaign, obviously winning the league, and I think he played a bit in the Champions League. But yeah, you know, hasn't really contributed too much there. And you know, with their their attacking options that they've got, you know, not not just the strikers, but you know, you look at your Maddisons, Barnes at the moment, uh, who are you know really firing. Um, probably another reason why also Gray's been been allowed to leave as well. Um, but yeah, uh, not not too much for for Leicester going on this window. Like 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 he said, the theme will be for most clubs that that similar sort of approach. Um, yeah, we'll move on now to West Ham, um, who've yeah they've done some not not predictable bits of business, but I think obviously bringing in Ben Rama, um on a permanent from Brentford that's always going to happen. Um, yeah, I th- I don't think he's been a stand for them this year. But I think he's a good, you know, he's a good little squad player and he can come in and play, um, yeah, to, to a decent level. And then obviously Link on loan uh, from United. Get his career back on track, really, because he's had, um, you know, personal issues going on in the background. And like you said, it's only just come out, so for going away and, and seeking some football because there's a lot of players that could that would go under in that situation and, and not not come back from that. Uh, but yeah, Alps in the club. So Sebastian Haller to Ajax, strange one, because he actually featured quite a bit in the first half of the season. Um, and yeah, they, I think they got 25 million for him, which is decent money considering I think he got something like 10 goals in 48 games or something in the Premier League, which... Yeah, after his spell in Bundesliga, um, I th- you know, I think that's not a great return. Um, but it's a strange bit of business. With the only other striking option is sort of Antonio, and he's quite injury prone. So I think that's a strange one um, to let him go. And then obviously Snodgrass to. Is a and that's uh Winston Reid, he's gone to Brentford. I'm not sure if that's a loan or not, I assume it is. Um, and he's obviously just gonna look to try and help them with their uh, quest to promotion. Obviously, near last year lost in the playoff final to Fulham, so yeah. Uh, West Ham, I've been impressed with them this year, very surprised with them. Obviously, I think you know they're the highest out of all the London clubs this year in the Premier League, um, which is after. 21, 22 games is not something that I thought i would be saying. So yeah, it's been a good year for them. Um, and unless, unless you've got anything to to input,
1: oh, I think Ben Ben Rama was has well didn't start playing at the beginning of the season. He wasn't in the team, and everyone wondered why because after such a fantastic season they broke last year. But you know, in recent in the last month or so, he's been in be more of a staple in the team and do well. Lingard's as I said is a no brainer. Um the Hallow one, I don't know if you saw this week, Ajax forgot to put well, forgot to put him in their yes, Europa yeah, League yeah. squad. Um which just is quite funny. And just the amount I mean West Ham paid forty five million for him. Um okay they've they've taken a twenty million pound loss, but you know, he wasn't he wasn't coming up with the goods um I think they weren't they were lucky to get twenty five mil I think. Um I actually maybe they didn't even get that but but as I uh, I think they had to you know cut their losses there um and yeah Winston, Winston Reed's another player who I forgot about didn't realize he was still at West Ham um you know to be fair defensively West Ham have been been solid this season it just does leave themselves a little bit open with Antonio being their only striker I know they've maybe link with Diego Costa in the last couple of days <laughs> right, because he's yeah, a free yeah. agent and they can do that one but um, yeah if, if Antonio was to get uh, an injury which hopefully he doesn't it could yep. be a problem no, for I agree us either.
0: Yep. so I think we'll move on now to Spurs um, who yeah again not done much well not bought anyone in of note um, Gazaniga on loan um, to to La Liga and then Troy Parrott to Ipswich. Not much to talk about really there uh, with them, uh, unless unless you've got anything to input, obviously.
1: Yeah, just just with my, with my goalkeeping hat on, the Gazaniga one is. Um, I'm not surprised because he hasn't mm. made the bench, mm. you know, hardly this season. Um, but I really like him, and I thought he played quite a bit last year when LaRice was out um, and and done really well. And I think Spurs yeah. fans like him. Um, I think he's better than Joe Hart, personally. Um, I think he offers more, um, especially, you know, Joe Hart's downfall, ball at his feet and playing yeah. out. Um, yeah. So, I'm not surprised he's gone. But for me, you know, I think he's one of the better goalies in, in the squad and yeah. certainly can challenge Lloris. Yeah, um, obviously I'd, I'd that agree with you there happened.
0: because uh, I think it was either last year or the year before... Uh, Lloris got injured at Brighton away and he, and he came in for a, a spell of games and to be fair I actually thought he was better than Lloris on, on those occasions um, so yeah I can I can see what you mean there because Joe Hart to me is finished he, he's coming towards the end of his career and he's not the goalkeeper he was at Man City so getting rid of Gazaniga is a strange one um, and then obviously the other one like I said was Troy Parrott to Ipswich on loan I, th- I think his first loan didn't work out um, as he wanted to, so this this is another one just to try and get him some football at a slightly lower level. Obviously, with with the uh, Tottenham striking options, when obviously Kane is fit, they've got him, um, Son and uh, Carlos Vinicius. So there's not too much opportunity for him there. Um, but yeah, overall, have a quiet window um, at Spurs. So we'll, m- we'll move on to Chelsea now. Um, one I wanted to talk about was Lucas Piazon, who I think he's famous for some of the, you know, I think he's had eight loans or something like that over his uh, nine-year, 10-year at Chelsea, something like that. Um, And he's finally gone on a permanent to Braga. Um, Yeah, one that I think I've, I saw an interview with him the other week. Um, He kept going into Chelsea in pre-season, had four or five weeks there thinking he could get in the team. And then he was shipped out on loan. And after two or three times, he sort of realised and got the memo. It's, it's an unfortunate one because, you know, Chelsea are notorious for for flogging players and putting them out on loan. Um, but at least he's finally moved on um, and got a permanent move and hopefully he gets some football. Um, the other two main ones was Fikai Tomori on loan to AC Milan, I think it was. Um, yeah, uh, you know, he had a good year under Lampard. In the first year, when uh, Lampard obviously had to play the youngsters, um, I remember we scored a great goal at Wolves, and, and overall, his defending was pretty solid. So that's that's a strange one for me, that Tamori. Um, yeah, I think I think Thiago Silva actually went down injured last night, um, and Christensen came in for his second game in like four months or something. So maybe Tamori could have been could have been uh, having his opportunity there if if he didn't go line. And then um, the other one, Danny Drinkwater, who has well won the league with Leicester, and since then got a move to Chelsea and completely gone under the radar um, and done. I think he's gone to the Turkish league, uh, Kasimp- Kasimpasa on loan. I'm not, not sure how you say it. Um, yeah, another another interesting one. Um, I think you should. I think he should get um, a move away from Chelsea on a permanent sort of maybe a championship club because that's, that's probably his level now. Um, with all due respect, he had a good year at at Leicester winning the league and then, like um, Kante and then Mares followed, uh, moved away. And he hasn't really pushed on after that. So, yeah, understandable from Chelsea to get rid of those three players and they've not bought anyone in of note. Um, obviously, that's probably to do with the fact they spent so much money in uh, the summer transfer window, bringing in people like Havertz, uh, Ziyech, Werner off the top of my head. Um, so, yeah, uh, quite a quiet one, really, for, for Chelsea again. Uh, we'll move on to Everton.
1: Yeah, so Everton, to be fair, one one of the bigger bigger signings, um, you know, I think it was right on the end of deadline day, mm. getting Josh King from Bournemouth. Um for me, a good player, a player I like. Um, I'm not sure how he fits mm. in at Everton. Um, mm. He certainly won't be starting, um, but again, maybe as a backup, you know, is a good option. Is he a Premier League player? Yes, he is. You know, I think you've proven he's proven he scored. Um, he scored enough goals to, you know, to to say that. Um, yeah, I mean, again. Everton, if it's a numbers game for Everton, they're looking at a lot of games between now and the end of season, and they're, they're you know, they're in a good position. They're up there, um, fighting for for top four, top six at the moment. So, you know, in terms of numbers, that that, that makes mm. sense. Um, obviously, they let let go of Chech Tosson. He's gone out on loan, so I guess there's a not a light for light, but striker yeah. in yep. and striker out um, to Besiktas again. Not Tosson's mm. had a couple of loans. He went to. Mm. Palace as well, didn't he? So um, he's gone out there. Um, Balassi, who you know a few years ago was yep, absolutely yep. ripping it up at Palace, um, you know, and, and I think he was a player everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone sort of loved watching because you just didn't know what was going to happen with him. And you know, since his move to Everton, um, just hasn't really happened for him. He's gone uh, to Borough, which mm. he, I think he was there before on loan um, under Neil Warnock. So. Um, and then their final one was is, is a goalkeeper, which you know, looking at them, I thought they had three strong goalkeepers. Um, and and Lossell's gone, mm. um, gone yeah. to Denmark to Michelin. Um You yeah. know, they've got Rob Olsen in the summer um, as competition for uh, Jordan Pickford. Yeah. Um, so again, a no-brainer for him to go back and, and not someone that Everton would probably yeah. be.
0: Yeah, you, um, missing? just yeah. want to add that, I was, I was watching the highlights the other day from the Leeds-Everton game. I think Everton won that 2-1 in the end. But Olsen made some fantastic saves. So, yeah, very impressed with him. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, it's understandable that, that Lossell wasn't really going to get a game. Um, obviously came in from Huddersfield, I think. And yeah, hasn't really got a look in with, obviously, at the time it was England number one, Jordan Pickford. And then Olsen's come in and, and looks very good. So understandable move for him. Um, we'll move on to Villa, um, who, yeah. another side I've been very impressed with this shit this year, um, under Dean Smith. I think he just carried on, uh, from where he left off at Brentford. Obviously last year was always going to be a difficult year and it always is for clubs to, to come up and survive their first year in the premier league with probably limited funds. Um, but, you know, let's fair place to them. They've, they've kicked on very nicely this year and they've, they've brought in Morgan Sanson, um, a player who, admittedly, I don't know too much about. All, all I could say I know about him is he, he's decent on FIFA. <laughs> but other than that, uh, you know, not too much uh, <laughs> knowledge on him. I'm sure it'll be a decent signing because their, their recruitment over the last few years has been very good, bringing in people like your Oli Watkins, who has been, you know, Fantastic and and Barkley um, from Chelsea, um, who, who didn't get much game time, and um, he's he's been proving while he's not been injured, been proving why he probably should get in that Chelsea team. A um, couple of players going out: um, Hurhan to Swansea um, on loan. Uh, yeah, another player that featured quite regularly last year, um, but. You know, understandably, with the the signings they made this year and the way they've gone, he hasn't had too much game time. So, yeah, I think dropping down to the championship is purely a game-time decision. And then Gilbert on loan to Strasbourg is um, another one that played quite regularly before the um, first lockdown last year um, in March. Um, And then, you know, with their full-backs, uh, you know, especially down the right, I think he plays uh, Matty Cash there. He's been very impressive since he's come in um, in the summer and he's been pretty immovable. So yeah, overall been very impressed with Villa. Um, and you know, those, those bits, of the, that bit of business with Sanson on there will probably prove to be quite a clever bit of, uh, business. So we'll move on to Arsenal. Um, there's quite a lot to talk about here. If you just want to take the floor.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, lots of, well, a couple of ins and lots of outs. Um, I feel for Mikel Arteta because he he's inherited a, a squad of players and, and a lot of them, mm. you know, just aren't up to it. Um, on paper, you know, and from the outside, you might say, oh, mm. you know, not bad, not bad. But actually, I think there's a lot of these players now that have been tried and tried again and have constant, consistently mm-hmm. been inconsistent. Um, you know, I find myself watching an Arsenal game, oh, he's doing well, he's done well. And then a couple of games later, Oh, he's a liability. Um, that happens in football, yep. but I think Arsenal have got it in abundance. Um, you know, we'll talk about the outs first because there's so many of them. Kolasinac on loan to Schalke. Um, I think it worked for everyone. Big wages. Um, not going to play mm. with Kieran Tierney around. And, OK, Arsenal maybe needed to strengthen him, get another left back in after Kolasinac went, and they weren't able to do that. But... Um, you know he's he's gone out to Schalke. They, I think they hadn't <laughs> yeah, won a game before yeah. he went there, and I think they've got a couple of wins since. But I think he's now picked up an injury. Um, the big one is obviously Meza Ozil finally departing um, uh, on a permanent. I think they just cancelled his contract. Mm. More likely they paid him up, um, <laughs> and he scurried on his way um, off to Turkey. and And good luck to him. You know he's 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 done nothing wrong. He's done his contract. He's you know, yep. he has a contract, so he sat on it. Um And, mm-hmm. you know, why? guess why wouldn't you? Um, He's got his move that he wanted. Um William Saliba has gone on loan to Nice, which is a frustrating one for all Arsenal fans because there was a lot of, you know, a lot of hype around him and a lot of, you know, good things when he first signed and he had a year on loan, which mm-hmm. obviously didn't yeah. go how he wanted injury and, and COVID. But, you know, there was real... Belief, especially at the beginning of the season, that he was going to be a, a regular starter and, and play alongside Gabriel, who was a new signing in the summer, um, and that was going to really form a, a you know, a formidable partnership. But that hasn't to be. I'm not sure whether that's um, he's had some problems settling in. I know he's had some problem personal issues, and or I'm not sure whether mm. maybe Mikel Arteta is not having mm. him. He wasn't a Mikel Arteta signing. I think because he's coming this summer. Um, people maybe think that but obviously he was, he was at the club last year just on loan so um, mm. yeah it's a shame because I paid a lot of money for him I'm not sure whether that's the end for him now um, it will go on loan to say for the season at Nice um, yeah. and who knows what will happen in the summer but um, yeah mm. Mustafi another one going to Schalke um, <laughs> and now they've got Mustafi and Kolasnac in their back four so <laughs> I mean I'm not holding up much hope for them um, but, you know Mustafi was well the, the nicest thing to say with him was he he was very, very inconsistent. Um you know, I can't think of many games where I thought he was very, very good. Mm. I can think of lots of games where he was very poor. Um again another one they've had to cancel the contract. They've done it with a few Socrates to Olympiakos, another one cancelled his contract. Um, you know, three players uh, Ozil, Ozul, Mustafich, mm. Socrates, they've got off the wage bill. Um but it's cost them because they paid big money for Mustafi. They paid big money for Ozil a few years ago. Mm. Um, and they've got nothing in return. So, you know, they've had yep. to just bite the bullet on those ones. Um, and then just a couple of loans on deadline day. Mate Niles to West Brom. Joe Willock to Newcastle. Um, I'm slightly disappointed that mate Niles didn't go to Southampton um, mm. because I thought that probably wouldn't have been a better suit for him. I know there was talk that he wouldn't have played in midfield which he where he wants to play. I think he... He now needs to probably realise that if he's going to play yeah. in midfield, it's going to be at a team like West Brom. Um, I'm not sure he's good enough for the Arsenal midfield yeah. or or a good Arsenal midfield, um, but he's certainly uh, great to have as a as a cover yeah. in the fullback areas, um, which he's shown. Um, you know, both uh, as a right wing back or a left wing back, he's he's done done well there for Arsenal. So um, I assume he'll play lots for West Brom. Um, I hope he does because I think you know, if he is to come back to Arsenal then that'll be, you know, only beneficial to himself and, and Joe Willock, say to Newcastle, again, he's not gonna play. Um we'll talk about Martin Odegaard in a minute. You know, he comes in, unfortunately, mm. Joe willock's gonna miss out due to being direct direct competition there. So again if Joe Willock can pay, play twenty Premier League games between now and the end of the season or, or fifteen Premier League games, mm. that's only going to be beneficial for him. Um, in terms of inns, obviously, Martin Odegaard coming in from Real Madrid. Now, I'll be honest, i remember him being a 15-year-old, 16-year-old signing for Real Madrid, but I haven't really heard much of him since. So um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not so sure. Uh, but again, he he provides... Cover one thing you could label at Arsenal probably pre Christmas was that they weren't creating enough, they weren't creating the chances. Maybe even after yeah. Christmas, I remember the Palace Chris Palace at home where they just didn't create. Um, they've got people to put the ball in the net, uh, there's no question there, but they weren't creating those chances. And um, obviously, Emil Smith Rose really come onto the scene, but he's a young kid. Mikhail Arteta's has spoken about not wanting to flog the young boys too much and and giving them um. The rest they need, so Odegaard comes in and you know can be a direct replacement in there and playing that number ten. Um, mm. And you know I'm looking forward to seeing him play when he gets a run in the team. Um, and then the backup goal, yep. bringing in Matt Ryan, which they needed to. Um, I think I, I, I don't think they went blind on the Samo and their signing of, of Alex Renison, but um, obviously he hasn't hasn't lived up to it. He made a couple of. Bad errors against Manchester City in in the Cup. Um, Looks a boy. Everyone (laughs) thinks he's a young kid, but he's 25. So, I mean, by 25, I think you've got an Alco. Mm -hmm. You know, he's either up to it or he's not. Um, He just looks out of his depth. Um, Obviously, he had to come on in the week and did make one good save. Um, Looks like he's going to play this weekend as well, because Matt Ryan has picked up an injury, which is so Arsenal. Um Burn Leno obviously was sent off in the week, so. But I, I mean, I, I like Matt Ryan. He obviously he was a was a stalwart for for Brighton for for the last couple of years, and only up till December where he's fallen out of favour. And Robert mm. Sanchez, who's played at Brighton, has been superb. Um, he he made some great saves uh against Liverpool the other night. Um So I can see why they maybe done that. But say so it's cover for Burn yeah. Leno, Matt yeah. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, i I'd, I'd agree with signing. that. I
0: think. Just touching on the outs at Arsenal, um, you know, I think they've done some cracking business there. I mean, I know I know a lot of uh, people have, you know, probably had, in my opinion, unfair criticism of Arsenal because they've finally getting rid of players like Mustafi and and Ozil and Kalasinak and Sokratis. Obviously, you know, we got no money for them, but um, you know, I think it's about time those players left. And obviously, getting the three hundred and fifty k of Ozil off the wage bill was a big. Um, plus for Arsenal and, um, yeah, overall some decent business. And they're finally, um, I think, starting to, to put those foundations in place for, for a good rebuild. Um, right, that's we're halfway through. That's, that's our 10 teams, um, first half of the league. Um, and now we're going to come to our first uh, main feature of these weekly podcasts, the Scout. So I'll explain how it works. We um, we each pick one player who's had a good week, so maybe contributed to a team's win by scoring goals or assists or kept a clean sheet, and then another player who will have who you think will have a good week in the coming game week. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll kick that off um, with someone we've already talked about with Jesse Lingard. Obviously, two goals in a, a three-one away win against an in-form Aston Villa, an impressive performance. I think um, I think Emi Martinez's goalkeeping wasn't great. Um, but still, you know, full credit to Lingard for going out of there, getting some football, and he's already repaid uh, West Ham's faith in him with those two goals. And then the other player, so the one I think will have a decent week coming up, is another player who's impressed me over recent weeks and recent months, really. Um, from QPR in the summer, they signed him uh, Eberici Eze for, for Crystal Palace. Um, he's actually, he scored a great goal against Sheffield United um, to 2-0 no home win. I think it was from his own half and dribbled past six or seven players and put it in the corner. Uh, and then another decent goal against Wolves at home to get him the win. And yeah, just just all around been very impressed with his performances as a young player coming into that team. Um, he's, he's not always got the starts. He's been he's been coming on from the bench. Um, I know that Sheffield United game, he did actually come on from the bench and within two minutes he scored a great goal. So maybe that just shows uh, Roy and he probably should be getting some more game time. But yeah, I think uh, against the, a lead side who are pretty notorious for conceding quite a few goals at the moment, I think um, you know he's a he's a good one to look out for in the coming week. So I'll hand over to you now for yours.
1: Yeah, uh, my well, my player mm. who's had a great week is James Madison. Um, two assists against Fulham and, and two really good assists, great passes. And, uh, you know, Leicester, Leicester needed that win after a couple of uh, rocky results. Um, six mm. goals in the league, five assists already. Yeah. Um, that's as many as he got last season. You know, so I think that's that's a massive thing. Um, you know, n- nine goals, mm. ten assists in all competitions. Mm. You know, says what it is. I-, I love watching James Madison. I think he's... Um, you know, he's he's got a lot to offer. He's been, you know, mm. a great player for Leicester. Um, you know, I think there's a recent interview where he come out and he's very le- level-headed. Um, you know, he talks about Brendan Rodgers and, yeah. and the dirty yeah. work. And I think that's a Leicester thing. So, if, you know, if you think about the Leicester sides of the past, you know, especially the title winning side and, and the side that went into Europe in the season mm. afterwards. Very hard working off the ball. You know, you think about the likes of Kante and Drinkwater, but they always had this ex-factor player. You know, even the seasons when they come up, Anthony Mm. Knockart, the season they won the league, uh, Riyad Mahrez. Now this is James Madison's time where he can be that player. You know, I think Carragher was the one who said he needs to get his numbers up and, you know, he's getting his numbers up. We can Mm. see already this season he's scoring more goals. He's making more assists. Um, You know, we look ahead to the Euros in the summer you know those that attacking midfielder number 10 you know we've got Mason Mount who's had a good season Jack Grealish had a superb season yep. Madison's names in the hat and and so it should be you know he's going to be around yep, that. Um, that but yeah I think he's had he's had a great game week um and then for next week uh for me an, a, a player who not necessarily gone under the radar um but's mm. probably surprised many is, is Thomas Suchek at West Ham you know, West Ham as a side have played well. Um, eight Premier League goals from a holding midfield role. Yeah. Um, you know, he's pretty prolific in the air. Him, uh, his partnership with Rice. You know, I think the West Ham fans love that. It's 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 been the catalyst for their success. Um, obviously, the paid fourteen and a half mil in the summer from from Slavia Prague turned his low move from from last January into a permanent. Um, he got three goals in thirteen last year, so. You Know that is that's that's pretty good going for a holding midfielder, but um, they're away at Fulham at the weekend. You know, Fulham have picked up of late, but but do ship goals. Um, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if West Ham went there and won and won well and and mm. and ca- continue to push themselves up towards the top four, the form they're in at the minute. And you wouldn't be surprised if uh, yep. Thomas Suchek
0: was not, yeah, I'd agree them, with that. Yeah, so that, goal. um I think I just about concludes the first feature, the weekly feature, um, and as we get more guests on, we'll be asking their opinions on these these features um, so we'll go back to the Premier League now um, we move on to Leeds um, who have not really signed anyone of note um, maybe could have strengthened in the defense just because you know that they're poor and they look all over the place and I think pundits are very quick to say, oh, you know, Leeds are quite an entertaining team to watch. Well, actually, you know, I don't think the Leeds fans are bothered about that. They just want results. Um, I think they've done well, obviously coming up from the the championship and it's always tough. Like I've mentioned with Villa, um, but yeah, if they could, if they could have strengthened that defense, I think they, you know, they might've even been with the shout of, of the top 10. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't think that's the case because, you know, they made some good signings in the summer. Um, Attacking wise, obviously brought in players like Rafinha, who's you know a bargain in my eyes. Been been very impressed with him. So yeah, overall, um, in January, not not too much has happened at Leeds. Um, I think they'll probably look for the summer and, and look to to bring in some reinforcements um, in in that defensive position.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure the Leeds fans would are oh, necessarily. Well, they are worried about results, of course they are, but I think they're really just enjoying being back in the Premier League and having a side that, yeah, okay, they they get beat one week, you know, and then next week they'll go and turn someone over and win by three or four. I think I think they've actually quite enjoyed that. They've been out of the Premier League for so long. Bielsa was brought them back in, and and they are playing this brand of football, which you know you're right to say they get unstuck. They lose six two at Man United. <laughs> yeah. You know, the week later they win 5-0 at uh, West Brom. Um, okay, everyone's one five near West Brom at the minute, but but you know that that's that's what they're doing. You know Bamford's been superb. You know he's definitely won me over because I wasn't sure about him, and I think a lot of if you look at his record and he's where he's played. You know mm. he he's not really ever made done anything in the Premier League, so um, I think he's been superb. Like you mentioned, Rafinha has been a great signing for him, and 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 yeah, if you're neutral, they are great to watch, and, and I think. You know, listening to some Leeds fans, uh, you know, on the phone and things. I think they're yeah. they're enjoying the ride and enjoying. You know, they're not in danger of going down. You know that that was, I guess, was their first not necessarily yeah. worry, but they, you know, they've been out of the league for so long they didn't want to go down. And Bios is a a, a manager, you know, he he'll he'll make the right signings at the right time. Um But yeah, I, I say I think I think Leeds there's nothing really that they necessarily needed to desperately go and get I don't think the finances are really there with Leeds, I think they've got money but not mm. the sort of money that yeah, maybe no. you'd think
0: Yeah i agree with that, Leeds I mean are. obviously any club coming up from the Championship and they've been there such a long time I think it was something like 2003 or 4 sort of the time they they went down, they've you know been up and down between League 1 and the Championship so no surprise really that they, they haven't um made too much money in that time. Um but yeah, enough said about Leeds, we'll move on to Southampton, um, who again have just had a pretty ordinary window in my opinion. Um we've already talked about Minamino from Liverpool. I think will prove to be a decent signing. Is uh, you know, I can see him fitting in quite well there at Southampton. And then you know, most notable players out is Jan Valery on loan to Birmingham. Um just just probably getting in some game time. I know he played against Arsenal the other week in the league, but other than that, he hasn't really featured too often. Um, and then Shane Long on loan to Bournemouth, you know, with players like Che Adams and Danny Ings, he's not really got a look in, so understandable that he's gone out. And the other one is Vokins. Uh, I think he either made his debut against Arsenal or the previous week in the Cup. Um, but yeah, you know, he looks solid, and he's gone out on loan to Sunderland again to get some game time and i thought he was about 25 26 turns out he was only 20 um looking at that beard but um yeah uh another another pretty plain pretty ordinary um, window for southampton obviously like i said that the, the Minamino signing will be will be a decent fit and they haven't really let anyone crucial go so we'll move on to crystal palace
1: Yeah, uh, so, so Palace, uh, they're out. Max Meyer's been released. Um, again, another player who came in um, and actually when they first signed him, I thought that was, that was a great signing um, from the Bundesliga, but um, hasn't really played much. Uh, so he has gone on, gone. And they've brought in uh, a striker from Mines from on loan. Yeah. Um Think they probably needed another striker option. Um, Mattia, um, not again, not really sure I know too much about him, but looking at his record, he's you know, he's played 67 games for mines in the Bundesliga, 24 goals is not mm. too bad. Um, you know, sure. better than, than one in three. Um, and then before that, before that, on a, in a loan spell, one in two at the half, so you know. Got goals and that's the first thing that you look for in any striker. Has they scored goals? Whatever the level, have they scored goals? He's a big striker, six foot four. Um yep. probably yep. leaked frogs, Benteki in the pecking order, possibly. Um you know, so it'd be an interesting one to see. You know, mines have let him out on loan, so not sure what the whether there's an option to buy or or whether he was just out of favour at mines. I'm not really sure how that worked, but um right. looks like they paid a loan fee. And there is an option okay. to buy him um for f- for fifteen million Euros. So um it's and it's oh it's right, an eighteenth 18- okay. month I'm reading here an eighteen month loan. Yeah. So they've got him for next season as well, which again makes sense. Um you know, it's difficult to bring players in this window, we've we've touched on that many times, but um yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. It's a big striker, um, you know, with the likes of Zahara and Eze playing off him.
0: Um Yeah, I think
1: Interesting I think, like, you, like you just said, they're the big strikers.
0: League. That's the thing that the Palace have always had. They've always had that target man, and I think Benteke is increasingly unreliable. I know he scored, you know, I think two or three goals in uh, early early stages of January and back end of December. But other than that, can't really rely on him um, to score too many goals. So I think um, I think that'd be a good signing for them. Um, obviously, eighteen months to see how he does. So it's not just a quick six months. He scores a few goals, and they sign him. They, they'll get a good look at him. Uh, and then obviously, yeah, the other one, Max Meyer, who featured very regularly before the first lockdown. Um, and then I think I think a got sent off making an tackle on him. Yeah, he started for Palace against Arsenal that day. So it's been you know a bit of a strange downfall from there for Max Meyer, who you know was was I think a decent signing when he first first went to Palace. Um, yeah, other than that, nothing, nothing else going on there. Uh, we'll move swiftly on to Wolves, who have obviously had to bring in a striker after that terrible head collision between Rahe Jimenez and David Luiz. Um, so, understandably, they've brought in a fairly similar player, William Jose on loan, till the end of the season. I think he'll be quite a similar player to Jimenez. I think, um, you know, more of a more of a target man, not, not really getting behind too much. Um, and maybe if he adds five or six goals, that would be a good little return for, for Wolves on that one. And then out of the club, uh, on loan to a club I'm not even going to try and pronounce is Ruben Vinagre. Um Yeah, he, he played quite uh, quite a lot the last couple of years. And then hasn't really featured too much this season. Um, so, yeah, not a bit of a strange one, that. And then Patrick Cotrone, uh to Valencia on loan, another one who they've bought and they've loaned out, and he came back played a few games, loaned him out again. I think it's unfair to mess a player around like that. I think you should probably give him a few more chances um, in the team, especially with obviously their, their current striker struggle, um, because William Jose is by no means proven in the in the league. So I think they maybe could have given Cotronia a look in uh, in that team. Uh, yeah, so we we'll move on now to Newcastle
1: Yeah we've we've already spoken again they're only in was Joe Willock on the deadline um, i think as well documented the financial position of of Newcastle with the owner Mike Ashley and, and wanting to possibly sell the club and maybe not wanting to put the money in again I'm not so sure well there is areas they certainly can strengthen but again i'm not sure that's that's the the remit for the manager at this present time i think i wouldn't uh, i don't think he is 100% um, mm. safe in his job so are they going to give the money to maybe him i'm not so sure um but again getting joe Willock on loan from Arsenal is, is a good opportunity i think he he needs the premier league football i think he'll fit slot into that team um I know maybe in recent weeks they've been playing a four-four, more of a four-four-two, um, but it'd be interesting if they can get him in. And then um, yedelin out to Galatasaray again, not not playing. Um, again, these the clubs at this present time trying to balance the books, and you know, even even at this level, they're financially, you know, have been hit by by the you know, events of the last year. So yeah. you know, any better balance the book talk Yeah, off,
0: yeah I think sense. I think Yeddin actually played quite regularly actually. Um so I was slightly surprised to see him go out. Um but yeah, other than that not too much to talk about with with respect to Newcastle. So we we'll move on to another team that haven't really done any business uh this window either in or out is Burnley. Um and probably understandable with their you know, financial situations in, in the best of times. You know, they're obviously going to struggle with with the current situation in the last year. So probably understandable. Um, I think he's quite a, a close knit group. Close knit group, um, that the Sean Deutsch has got in there. Um and, you know, maybe they're not doing too badly um this season. I know they pushed up a couple of years back to sort of seventh or eighth and that's in, incredibly well and all full credit to, to Sean Deitch, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, this January hasn't done too much and, and understandably so, really. Um, so we'll move on to Brighton. Um, and I'll say this one again just because that was pretty short. Uh, Moises Casido, I think I think I you say it, 19-year-old. Um, not done too much for, for club and country um, from, from what I've seen just from his Wikipedia page. So um, I think, you know, he's a Glenn Murray replacement, really. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see how he how he goes. Obviously, only nineteen years of age. Um, so, yeah, interesting one from Brighton. There, I'm sure they've they've seen something in him. In their um, and their recruitment and their philosophy is, um, you know, second to none at the moment. I was listening to Steve Sidwell last night on uh, on um, BT Sport, just discussing their their ethos at the club. And, and fair play to them, that they're obviously going to be bringing in the right players for the, to suit their system. And then two players that have gone out. Obviously, one we've already mentioned, Matt Ryan, on loan to Arsenal. I think he fell out of favour. I'm not sure what's happened there. must be something in the in the background because I never remember him putting in too many poor performances. But full credit to uh, Robert Sanchez, who's come in and, and played very well. Um, and then the other one, Glenn Murray, um, who, again, I sort of forgot he was still at Brighton. Um, he's gone to Nottingham Forest now. Um, I think it's the right time for him to, to move away and, and maybe take a slight downgrade in his career. And probably not the, the striker that Brighton really need anymore in the Premier League to, to sort of stay up and that they'll probably be aiming for the top 10 the next couple of years and probably isn't that man to take them forward. So, yeah, maybe a sensible signing there and um, a couple of loans, but other than that, not too much for Brighton. So We'll move on to Fulham.
1: Yeah, uh, an interesting one for Fulham because I thought maybe they would have looked to bring in, um, bring in a couple more just because of the position they find themselves in. And, and actually, I think in the you know maybe not have picked up as many results they'd like. They're definitely playing better, um, and they're causing more problems um, to opposition. Um, at the beginning of the season, it, w- it was almost a gimme that you, you get get so definitely chances to score and and probably three points if if he took those chances so um they brought in Josh Madger, who is the star of of, of Netflix's Sunland Till I Die um he featured heavily trying to get a move and they wanted to keep him and um he went to Bordeaux and in 9 45 for Bordeaux which represents okay I suppose he did have a loan at Fulham but it doesn't seem that he played um uh, uh, sorry. So now he's on, Sorry, he's gone to loan to Fulham. He's haven't um, played yet, but um, hopefully we can have a look at him because as I say, he was very highly thought of at Sunderland and, and did score goals for them. Um, I know they were desperate to keep him, and I say watching that documentary, they were desperate to keep him, but but couldn't, and and maybe if they would have kept him, they maybe not in the uh in in League One now. So. Um, but he's all they brought in. They've let Knockart uh, go on loan to Forest. Um, Seri, who he's gone to to Bordeaux on loan, um, and K- Kamara as well, who I think obviously has been a bit of a bit of a problem player for him um, off the pitch, uh, and Le on. He's another loan. So they've got four players out on loan and, and brought one in. Um, four players that are all involved in, in their previous relegation. So I'm not sure whether that's anything thinking there from from Scott Parker. But I mean I I think Fulham might just have enough. Um I I think that they've they have got some quality in the team. Um whether they can get any consistency in that is another thing. Um I think they'll they'll really will fight. I think you know below Fulham at the minute, probably looking at two sides we'll talk about in a minute that are really going to struggle. Um, but I think Fulham are the one that, that you give a chance to. Um, if they'd have done a little bit more business, you probably would have given them even more of a chance to. Um, Mitrovic really has, hasn't hit the ground running. Mm. Maybe that's Josh Madger comes in as, a, as another striker option. Um, but yeah, you, you, I say again, like a lot of clubs, a lot of loans, a lot of getting people out that maybe are perceived as, you know, use the word Dev Woods, not, not quite
0: needed anymore. And
1: you know, yeah, yeah, I'd I agree with that. Again, a lot um, of squad trimming going on. You know, in. I like
0: what I like what Scott Parker's doing at Fulham. I think I think they're putting in some good performances, but they're just missing the mark with their with their results. Um obviously losing at home to Chelsea, um United and, and getting a one and draw away away at Spurs. And full credit to them because I watched all three of them games and they were very good. But if they can just grind out maybe three or four more points from those games, um it gives them more of a chance. Obviously, Brighton winning the other night at Liverpool away. It's a bit of a kick in the teeth for them. Um, but, yeah, you know, I like Fulham and I like what they're doing. and I think that, you know, they're approaching the situation a lot better than they did a couple of years back. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that they do pull it out of the hat and they do stay up. But, yeah, like you said, we'll move on to well the bottom two teams that I think it's a formality they're going down this year, to be honest. Um Obviously, Allardyce has never had a relegation. And I think unless he resigns, this will be his first one, uh, West Brom. Uh, bringing in uh, Robert Snodgrass early on. Um, I think he's... I think he might have played under Allardyce before. Maybe, you know, um, probably a, an Allardyce-type signing if that, if that is the case. Um, and then Andy Lonergan from Stoke on a free. Odd one. not, not sure why they brought him in, really. Um, and, you know, he had a decent game against Spurs, but I think he's, like, in his 40s or nearing it anyway. So, yeah, maybe... Um, looking ahead to the championship for next year. Uh, and then the other one, uh, Maitland-Niles, Enstamil niles from Arsenal on loan, I think um, would have been better for him, like you said, if he went to a sort of Southampton. Um, but yeah, he's going to get his chance at West Brom. I'm not sure if he'll be um, at left-back or, or in midfield, because obviously they've got Kieran Gibbs there. Um, so yeah, it'll be a good opportunity for him um, if he does get that opportunity in the midfield. Um, but if he doesn't, then I think it's going to be a frustrating time for him there. And then, obviously, out is... Well, the only one of note is Charlie Austin to QPR on loan, um, back to his his former team that he was so brilliant at for a, for a number of years. Um, another player who hasn't done too much this campaign. He's mostly sat on the bench. Um, I mean, I, I think they sh- maybe should have given him a few more chances. I, th- I don't think he's, he's at his best anymore. I think he's past that, but I think you can get you a goal occasionally. So, yeah, maybe, maybe um, again preparing for next year, giving him some some more game time out in the championship. But, yeah, we'll uh, we'll move on. I'll hand over to you for the last team, Sheffield United.
1: Yeah, before that, Andy Lonigan, you've got to remember has won the UEFA yeah. Super Cup and he's won the Club <laughs> World Cup as well. So that's some astute business there. Um, never played a game for Liverpool, but but won <laughs> yeah. those two tro- tro- trophies. He's got the medals. So, um, but say Sheffield United, no one's coming. Um, surprised? You might be, but mm. I think if we look at the type of manager uh, yeah. that Chris Wilder is, I think he's got his trust and tried players, and mm. they've got themselves into this problem. No one thinks yep. they're going to get out of it, but inside the group, they will think they have it. They they they've got a chance, you know. They had to beat West Brom in the week. They're one nil down. They they turned it round, um, you know. But if you look at you know your likes, your Baldock, Ender Stevens, Fleck, O'Connell, Basham, Lundstrom, Billy Sharp, Egan, they're all players that are that are Chris Wilder's players that have got in there, um, and he's going to trust them to get them mm. back. Um, they did bring in quite a few in the summer. You know that Jaden Bogle come in and has played, I think, quite a bit. Um, Ollie Burke's come in, possibly scored the winner against Mary United. Yeah, yeah Ryan Bruce just come in hasn't really done much. Aaron Ramsdale came in to replace Henderson and and has come in for a lot of criticism um, with some of his performances. But mm-hmm. made yeah, a fantastic right, yeah. save in the week. I'm not sure if you saw that. It was an unbelievable save. Um, you know that's a you know if they don't win that game, I think they're down. Um so I think that's you know that's chris wilder's route He wants to try you know go with those players that have got in there. do they sign anyone now where the fact is there's a good chance they're in the in, in the championship next year, so I'm not sure if mm. how that works with getting players in and things like that and and whatnot so um you know uh, it'll be a remark be the biggest. Turnaround ever if they were able to get themselves out of it. Um, I like the way they play. I like some of their players. I think they're they're unfashionable players, but again, obviously they've done fantastically well last year. Maybe they've been found out a little bit this year. Maybe they've they've been the side you know a lot of people have talked about it, that have really struggled with with the lack of fans in the ground mm. um, and and that twelfth man and getting them over the line in games and, and and beating you know better players which they come up against and did many times last year, but. Um, I can see why. I can see why they haven't brought anyone in. You know, it, it, the January window is is very much a, you know, just trying to see if we can piece anything together. And I think unless mm-hmm. something really jumped out at them that they thought could definitely strengthen, yeah. and definitely yeah. Help I them think Chelsea and I are they another one that,
0: that I'd look at them and compare them to Burnley in terms of their sort of financial side of things. And obviously they're another close knit bunch that. Yeah, obviously back themselves, and fair enough. They've you know, really struggled, and I think they've been quite unfortunate with results, though. Rarely have been battered, and they've um, come out sort of one or two goals um, behind on, on games that last year's swung the other way. So, yeah, it's, um, if they can dig themselves out of the hole, like you said, it'd be miraculous. Fair play to them. Um, and you know what? I actually wouldn't put it past them. Look at it in the last few weeks. Um, obviously, beating, beating West Brom, that was a a massive win for them and, and away at United another game that that obviously nobody thought in their in their same minds that they'd win. But fair play to them. They they uh, they pulled it off in the end. Um I think losing some key players um like Dean Henderson I think that was a big loss um uh, from last year. Um but yeah. Um that's sort all of, that's sort all of just about wraps it up um for the transfers. Um we'll move on to the final section of today's Episode, and that is basically we're just going to give our opinions on who did the best business and why, and then who probably did the worst business, who could have done a bit more. Um, right, I'll go first. Then um, I think you know the team that's done the best business, um, Arsenal, just because they've you know sort of decluttered their squad, got rid of players like Mustafi, Kalasna, Özil, Socrates, um, and I think if if Arteta is looking to properly rebuild that and put some put some foundations in place, then you do need to get rid of those players that have been, uh, like you said, inconsistent um, to be nice to them. Um, obviously, Ozil um, had his day and, and on his day, he's a, cra- he's a cracking player, fantastic player, but um, obviously not, not what uh, Arteta is looking for. And then Mustafi, Kolesnac, Socrates, you know, three past it players, obviously Mustafi, 35 million and we got nothing back for him and Socrates. I think it was like eighteen million or something like that. Um, nothing back for them, but I think they've done the right thing in, in getting rid of them and and looking to uh, get some get better players in for the future. Hopefully, hopefully Saliba comes back and uh, and proves proves everyone wrong in terms of in terms of his performance. Um, and then the other team that I'd go with um, who haven't done too much business, like we just discussed, is Sheffield United. I think I think they probably should have done a bit more if they if they wanted a chance of staying up. Um, they've been pretty much rock bottom the whole year. Um, I know we've literally just gone over saying how they have a close knit squad and whatever, and we compare them to Burnley. But even just one or two signings, um, you know, you can't really rely on um, Oli Burke up front and McGoldridge to get you some goals. Um, so yeah, they're the two sides that I'd go with um, for the best and worst business.
1: I think I'm going to probably have to sit on the fence and say, you know, it's been very mm. difficult to say anyone's really had a good window. I think I'll say, I'll get your points about Arsenal and they've got rid of players and money off the, off the books. But then in the same breath, you can say they didn't get any money for these players. Um, you know, there's no one of note that's gone out and bought a big player. Um, maybe... I mean, Diallo's going to mm. be that one, but I certainly couldn't tell you right now that that's going to be the case. Um, you know, West Ham getting in Lingard, tying up Ben Rama on a permanent, mm. maybe that's going to be, you know, look at them as having, having a great window. But apart from mm. that, I'm, I'm not sure anyone's really gone out and really strengthened their squad, um, you know, to you know everyone to stand up and say, God, you, you know, they're, they're, they're going to push, they're going to try and, Improve and, and, and on their positioning, but um, for me, in terms of the worst window, I I's touched on it before. I think I think Liverpool. I think, like I said, you know, you'd have you'd have thought the way they way they've been and the fact they want to retain their title, and, and at the minute they're not looking like that's going to happen. Um, they'd have had a centre back, you know, top mm. class, world class centre back, which they can attract. You know, they certainly can attract. There's no issue there, and they certainly can afford. Um, They'd have had one lined up to come in. Um, obviously, that hasn't happened, and they brought in two centre halves very late in the window. And I think if it wasn't for Matip's injury, neither of them would have probably come in. Um, just I think again for me, they're they're strange signings. I might be proven wrong. Um, it might be that you know we're, we're sitting here in May and and, and they have yeah. got Premier League winners' medal and and they've been integral parts of, of Liverpool. You know, getting the winning back-to-back titles, but for me, I don't see that. I don't see them playing much. Mm. I think um, even if it means Henderson's going to play centre, centre back, he did it in the, did it against Spurs, um, and did it well. Um, okay, they lost one nil in the week to Brighton, but um, I think their their issues there are more attacking. But uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm very much shocked I echo that point there. I'd another, agree with you. Another centre back. I think they
0: probably the need to bring someone in. Um with a bit more quality, maybe a bit more experience, um, sort of definitely a Premier League quality, at least if they want to be pushing to the top. Um, yeah. Right. Coming to all, That's pretty much it. Episode one. Um, it's been lovely to have um, Obviously, you're going to be quite a frequent accomplice on these podcasts, all being well. Um, and then we we'll hopefully get some other guests on, um, Alongside you in the next few weeks, um, all us have to say is make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at wamtgpod um, to look out for updates on the next episodes. And yeah, other than that, great to have you on, mate. Uh, and that's about it. Good stuff.